Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. No breaks. No breaks. No fear. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Coming up in this week's episode, reaction from Monmore as Wolves derail the Aces' knockout cup charge before it's really begun. Nice to get that monkey off my back and, yeah, you know, get that race win and, yeah, I don't have to worry about that now. I just need to get more of them. The Leicester Lions are underway in life at Premiership level. It was a close encounter against the Ipswich Witches at Foxhall. We'll hear from Max Frick. I was looking, I seen Sedgy come around the first corner and I looked and I seen Emma was behind. I thought, I got my work cut out for me now. And our special guest in part two is the Red Car Bears team manager, Gavin Parr. And, and you just spend your life on Speedway updates, watching Speedway updates to see how they're doing. And you just dread the... the the dreaded F or FX next to a rider's name and then it gets even worse if it's an FX and it's got the dash after it. Red car face Birmingham at the weekend and we'll hear from Gavin Parr's opposite number Lawrence Rogers. We've been written off by a lot of the uh, so-called experts which is great underestimate us please. We've got a side that uh, you know Nick's going to be uh, up there in the 10 point thing but we've got riders who can improve their averages. And we've got interviews with Danny King and Emil Saifudinov. And we'll hear from Chris Harris and Ty Proctor. All on the way on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along. I'm Ian Brannan. Great to have you with us once again on the official podcast of British Speedway. If this is your first time that you've joined us, then please make sure you hit like or subscribe or follow or whatever the instruction is on your favourite app of choice so you don't miss any future episodes as I'll be coming at you every week as we go through the British Speedway season. We've had a few more fixtures over this past week and if the weather forecasters are to be believed, then some great weather is just around the corner. But that's for next week. Right now to the present, and uh, well, we're going to start at Monmore Green because Wolverhampton ran up a 26-point lead over Bellevue in the space of just 11 races 
to take control of their Premiership Knockout Cup tie. Uh, the earlier meeting in the day was supposed to be a double header between Bellevue and Wolves. Manchester seeing quite a bit of rain around lunchtime, so that one was postponed. Wolves staged that first leg at Monmore Green, although the weather there did play its part later on in the meeting. Four races having to be cancelled, but by then the damage was done. The action which was possible saw Wolves deliver a superb performance. Steve Worrell, Sam Masters and Ryan Douglas, plus a guest, Chris Harris, all unbeaten by an opponent as they secured six five ones and won every heat. 46-20, the final score. So then, let's hear from one of those riders who certainly stormed to victory in his first race. Reserve Zach Cook has been speaking with Ryan Guest. Well, Zach Cook, I know it's uh, very early doors in your Wolverhampton career and in your, your Premiership career, but nevertheless, some, some really encouraging early signs from yourself, fair to say? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, just taking each race as it comes and, yeah, learn learn more and more each race and, yeah, taking the positives and making good steps so far. Against Bellevue, how did it feel to, to go out there in heat two and, and get your first race winning Wolves Colours? Yeah, good. It was um, nice to get that monkey off my back and, yeah, you know, get that race win and, yeah, I don't have to worry about that now. I just need to get more of them. Yeah, only your third meeting at Monmouth Green as well on the back of Sam Masters' testimonial and the, the, the league uh, victory over Kings Lynn the, the previous week as well. But uh, Monmouth Green, it can be a, a tricky track to, to get dialed into and get used to. But like you say, already already picking up some of the craft. Yeah, you know, I'm lucky here with um, the team we've got. There's a lot of experience the whole way through the team and, you know, I can learn a lot and if you just ask questions, you know, you, someone's always there to help you out and, yeah, just more more laps on the track um, is the best best thing I can be doing and, yeah, I'm slowly find my feet and, yeah, hopefully there's more things to come. Yeah, how much is the, the Aussie factor playing a, a part at, uh, at Wolverhampton as well? Obviously, you've got Sam Masters, Ryan Douglas, Rorish Lyon as well, so uh, I'm, I'm guessing having those those compatriots, that, that must help as well? Yeah, definitely. It's good, you know, all the... Um, all those boys get on well together and have yeah so many in one team you know it's um it's nice and looking at that first leg uh, victory over Bellevue in the, the knockout cup as well uh, a 26 point advantage uh, that, that's probably more than than the team could have imagined going going into the opening race yeah definitely um I don't think anyone was really expecting that but you know as I said before there's a lot of experience in the team and um yeah everyone's very strong around here and there's no reason why we can't do that to yeah a lot of the teams Looking ahead to, to Thursday, it's a, a first away trip in the Premiership to you for, for, for Kings Lynn as well. It's a, a place you actually rode in the, the final meeting at 2022 with the Championship being held on neutral ground, the Championship Grand Final when you, you rode for Paul. So um, nice to, to have some experience of, of an away track in your first away league meeting. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, yeah, obviously with the rain that last year, we ended up there and um, it's always nice to know what you're yawning for, I guess, and not going into the meeting blind. But um, yeah, looking forward to it and... Hopefully we can get that away win. So the result stands despite being rained off uh, with four heats left. It's a 26-point lead that Wolves have over Bellevue. The restaging of that will take place on uh, one of the next bank holidays, the 8th of May at 12 noon at the National Speedway Stadium for the restaging of uh, what would have been the first leg, but now the second leg, the one that was rained off on Bank Holiday Monday this time. Looking back to last Thursday, we had action at Foxhall Raceway as Jason Doyle raced to a paid maximum as Ipswich overcame a stubborn Leicester challenge to win 48-42 in the first leg of their knockout cup tie. It was the first time we've seen the Leicester Lions in action in this new era of Premiership Speedway. Jason Doyle twice combining with Emil Saifutinov for five ones in heats 13 and 15 after the Lions had gone into 
into the closing stages with a two-point advantage. Saifutinov was unbeaten in four of his five rides on his home debut, but was unable to pass the team-riding duo of Max Frick and Justin Sedgman, who scored a 5-1 for Leicester in Heat 11. Doyle with 14 plus one, Saifutinov with 12 plus one, Danny King scoring 10 all in double figures for the hosts, while Max Frick top scored for a solid Lions side on nine plus one. Now we've got uh, quite a few different uh, interviews to bring you off the back of this particular meeting. We'll hear from Emil Saifutinov and Danny King very soon, but let's uh, first hear from the uh, away side and that man we just mentioned there, Max Frick, who teamed up with Justin Sedgman to hold off Emil Saifutinov for four laps. Here he is speaking with Dave Rowe. Max, what did you make of it? Obviously, first meeting, good battling effort, go down by six, it leaves the tie still really up for grabs in the second leg. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's a new team. We're all getting used to each other as well as, um, you know, it's our first meeting of the year. Yeah. So um, I think all in all, a really successful night. Um, you know, in the end, the last couple of heats, they were a little bit too strong for us, but um, we kept it really close. It was a really close, interesting meeting the whole way through. Um, and I think everyone's, you know, pretty happy with how the first night went, especially away from home. It's going to be tough for anyone coming here with the top two, particularly they've got. But what a race that was with you and, and Seji team riding against Emil. Could, could you hear him? <laughs> I was I was looking. I seen Seji come around the first corner and I, I looked. And I seen Emil was behind. And I thought, okay, I got my work cut out for me now. We need to make the most of this situation of being on a 5-1. And I was trying my best to, uh, you know, defend. So uh, so Seji, Seji rode awesome uh, as well, especially that heat. Um, and yeah, I was just, you know, head on a swivel, trying to trying to see where Emma was and, and trying to uh, block him out. I, I thought you got the jump in 13, and Doyle seems to, on this track he seems to make moves that no one else can. Wherever he starts on the first bend, he comes through, yeah. and you got really you got really squeezed out. Yeah, I I'm thought like I thought I made that start as well, and then I just got squeezed out there and, and kind of sandwiched between the two, and, and I come off second best, but. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, my speed was good all night. Yeah. Same thing for me. I haven't done a whole lot of racing yet yeah. this year. So um, just trying to work my way into it slowly and steadily. Um, and yeah, so far so good. Feeling okay. Um, speed's there. Starts are a little bit off. Um, but, you know, I've got plenty to work on over the next kind of few weeks. As the weather warms up, we can get a bit more bike time. Yeah, and the weather is going to warm up as well, so that's uh, good news, certainly as far as the weathermen are saying. Max Frick there, of course, will be getting ready for Grand Prix action as well at the end of this month, and uh, no doubt we'll look ahead to the prospects there as we get nearer to that time. Danny King is the Ipswich captain then, and he's been reflecting on that win over the Leicester Lions, and it was a fairly narrow win, of course, with Mike Boswell from Gen X Radio in Suffolk. Captain's job looked pretty easy this evening, but... Overall, scoreline went either way. How did you kind of find your night? Yeah, um, personally, my night was pretty good. Um, got a little mistakes, but scored pretty well. So, um, yeah, overall pleased. Um, obviously pleased to get the win as well. It was a hard-fought battle. We, we had to fight hard for it. Um, Leicester are a solid outfit, and they've got strength in depth, and we see that tonight. Um, but obviously we have a, a powerhouse at the top, and uh, they came strong at the end, which is what we rely on. So, um, yeah, I'd like to have took more points to, to Leicester for the return leg, but um, it's still a track I feel we could ride well and uh, a track we can win at. So, fingers crossed we can get through to the next round. Great. And as an outside observer, just watching you in the pits tonight, it seems as if you were giving a lot of help to the younger riders. You know, is, what kind of work there is there for them? Yeah, we haven't had a um, we haven't really had a warm up meeting at all. We're straight into the business. So um, for me, I was just trying to get them settled in and, and make sure they were happy because obviously that's the main thing. If they if they're not sure, they're not happy with their setup, they're not going to perform on track. So 
Um, yeah, it was a bit of a learning curve for them, but um, I think they all progressed through the meeting and uh, they're all pleased. So fingers crossed they've got to set up now for next week. Ipswich, which is captain Danny King and uh, Danny's other team, Red Car Bears, are in the spotlight in the second part of this podcast because we're going to be speaking to the Red Car team boss, Gavin Parr, as they uh, get into uh, Cab Direct Championship BSN Series action this weekend. And uh, we'll have a chat about Danny King as well because, of course, he's a big signing for Red Car uh, into 2023. Back to Foxall then, and Emil Saifutinov finally had his home debut, and it was certainly a decent one as well. 12 plus one bonus on his first serious uh, trip to uh, Foxall in the current era, and he's also been having a chat with Mike Boswell about his first appearance there in Suffolk. Emil, fantastic home home debut for you. How did you think about it? What did you like about the track and everything else around it? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm really happy because, you know, it's first meeting in a home track. It was stress, but because, you know, it's, uh, it's track is different. It's a little bit narrow and a little bit smaller than its normal track. And, uh, yeah, try to be focused about the setups, what uh, we can uh, make. And, uh, yeah, so I'm really happy, you know. And, you know, looking across the board, some superb kind of uh, teaming up with Doily. How are you finding kind of riding with Doily and the rest of the team? I just like all team, you know, we try to keep, you know, it's like good atmosphere, you know, it's support uh, everyone, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, so for that moment, you know, it's, I'm really happy and uh, and we just try to keep, you know, it's going and uh, looking forward. Okay, and final question, I was having a really good chat with Max Frick and he was saying, you know, one of the conversation pieces is that English Speedway seems to be a bit more relaxed than Polish Speedway, what's your take after the first kind of match? I think it's different between you know, in England because uh, between Poland and England, you know, it's, uh, it's completely different. It's, I can uh, say like relax or not, you know, just I try to be like relaxed in Poland also, but uh, it's di- di- different atmosphere there and different atmosphere here, you know. It's even uh, in, uh, in a meeting, you know, you have uh, like uh, different hits, you know, different uh, uh, when this tape is going on, so it's like. So it's, everything is different, so uh, uh, can't like uh, compare Poland and English. Something say uh, was I think is there is okay and here is okay. So uh, that's why I you know it's sent here to get some more uh, experience uh, to be a little bit a uh, little bit better riders maybe like this. You know, just uh, to feel uh, different uh, for my uh, career and my history. So there's Mike Boswell talking with uh, new Ipswich Witches signing Emil Saifutinov, who announced himself in style to the fans with a performance scoring 12 plus one bonus points on his first trip to Foxhall Raceway. Kingsland management were pulling no punches after a heavy 58-32 defeat at Sheffield in the first leg of the Premiership Knockout Cup. The Stars have suffered a tough first week with losses at Wolves in the league and then at Ollerton on the Thursday. This occasion it was skipper Josh Pickering scoring 11 and Nikolai Clint on 8 who scored the bulk of their points. The Tigers turned in a power pack display led by Jack Holder scoring 12 plus 1 bonus, Tobias Musilak with 11 plus 3 and Carl Howarth on 10 to make themselves strong favourites for the second leg later this month. Well we can hear from the two team managers and the contrasting emotions, Simon Stead and Alex Brady speaking on BSN. It hasn't been our start to the season unfortunately so far. Uh, 
Uh, really disappointing. A couple of riders have, have picked their game up tonight. Uh, Nikolai and Josh that perhaps had tougher nights on Monday, but um, and Jason's done his job down at reserve and, and Fred too. But yeah, we're a couple of passengers unfortunately, and uh, yeah, disappointing. I mean, I hate to touch on it, but uh, one of the common denominators there. I mean, Christoph Kasprzak, number five, no points. Not what you want to say. No, um, Christoph is a gamble from the start. Um, he's obviously, as everybody knows, a bit of an enigma. Um, but yeah, tonight it really hasn't been his night, and it hasn't been King's Inn's night. So. Uh, perhaps back to the drawing board. Back to the drawing board. Not not, not necessarily the, to- no, to- the case for uh, Sheffield, though. <laughs> I'll get the easier interview. Simon, another <laughs> top performance from the boys from top to bottom, really. Yeah, that's right. I think what you said is right. You know, from top to bottom, we, we look like a really solid outfit. You know, the Heat leaders doing their job, two and four doing their job, uh, and the reserves are doing their bit as well. Great to see uh, Dan Jilks um, really finding his feet, um, looking competitive at this le- level after such a such a horrendous injury last year so that's great to see as well and uh, he deserved his fourth ride then as well I know he binned it but you know uh, he's not going to get any better sat in the pits no that's right and, and I think we all want riders of that type to do so well and it is good to see him doing well but with Louis Kerr at reserve it's, it's strength and depth isn't it yeah and look I think that's that's the key when you're trying to build a speedway team but it's not always that easy we play to numbers and uh, sometimes things just fall into place and um, I'm, I'm really happy with the seven that I've got and um, yeah it's been a really solid start as Simon Stead, team manager of the Sheffield Tigers. Before that, we heard Alex Brady, the team boss of the Kings Lynn Stars. At the halftime point then, it's um, a big lead for Sheffield, 58-32, uh, as they go into the second leg back at the Adrian Flux Arena, which will be on the 24th of April, 7.30 the start time there for that one in uh, Norfolk. There was another incident that certainly caught the imagination of a few fans and also a few national newspapers, uh, a tussle at the end of Heat 4 which in itself was a fantastic heat but people are talking about the event that happened at the end of that which was a tussle between Michael Palmtoft and Louis Kerr right at the pit gates of course this has been reported back to the relevant authorities and uh, the Speedway Control Bureau have investigated both that and also another tussle which um, involved uh, the riders Ben Basso and Craig Cook at the Glasgow v Edinburgh fixture on April the 9th. Now both of them have been investigated simultaneously both for a breach of the same rule which is Speedway Regulation 018.2G which is um, surrounding any act of violent, threatening or abusive nature to an official rider or any other person. Uh, The SCB have viewed the footage and have already come to a conclusion. They've issued uh, Louis Kerr and Ben Basso with a cash penalty. Both riders have been warned of their future actions and uh, both of them have 28 days to pay their uh, cash penalties as of the 11th of April. So um, every uh, action has a reaction, as they say, but there are rules and uh, those have been followed through and uh, we all move on. So that's uh, what happened there last Thursday. Well, that brings us up to date with the happenings over the last week in the Premiership. Let's have a look ahead to what's coming up this week. And we've got a big day on Thursday, April the 13th, with uh, six of the Premiership sides in action. It's Ipswich versus Bellevue at Foxhall. We've got the Kingsland Stars hosting the Wolverhampton Wolves. Of course, Wolverhampton having a decent lead from the uh, first leg of that league tie. Don't forget, we've got the uh, 
bonus point in play to play for as well there. But that takes place on Thursday evening, as does the Leicester Lions versus the Peterborough Panthers. So that's Thursday's action. And then looking ahead to Monday um, at the East of England Arena, we've got the Peterborough Panthers up against the Bellevue Aces. And that's in the Premiership. We've got the Premiership Knockout Cup quarterfinal second leg between the Leicester Lions and the Ipswich Witches, which is part two of that meeting we were just talking about. And that's your Premiership action over the next week. If you can get down to any of those matches, then I'm sure you'll have a great time and we'll talk about what happened in those and give you some reaction in next week's episode of No Breaks, No Fear. So coming up next, we turn our attention to the Red Car Bears and we're going to have a chat with our special guest this week, Gavin Parr, who's the team manager of Red Car and an all-round Speedway fan as well. He loves it as much as everybody else. And we're going to have a right good chat about Speedway in general and what it's like being a team manager, putting those teams together and some of the things that uh, you have to factor in, perhaps, that you don't really think about if you're a fan. But when you're the team manager, you worry about these little things. We'll talk about that in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear with Gavin Parr. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. In this part, we turn the attention onto the Cab Direct Championship and in particular onto the Red Car Bears, who are in action later this week. They're uh, taking on the Birmingham Brummies in the BSN Series Clash at the Echo Arena on Saturday night, and that'll also be a fixture that's live on BSN as well. Now, the man in charge of the Red Car Bears this year is Gavin Parr, and uh, what a side they've got. It features names such as Eric Riss, Danny King, Charles Wright, Danny and Hume, Connor Bailey, Jason Edwards and Jake Mulford. When you look at the youth and experience through that side, you can see why they are one of the fancied teams for some glory in 2023. Last year, Gavin made the step up as a temporary team manager and now that has been made full time as he takes the side into the Cab Direct Championship and he joins us now where Gavin first of all what's life like then as as the team manager you sort of start out in, in a way as a fan of the club and and now you're the man who's filling the program in for real in the pits I, yeah it's 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 been a, a huge learning curve to be fair um you know, obviously, from starting out uh, as as a rider, well, as a fan for many many years, then becoming a rider in my later years, going on to manage the Cubs, and then I took over last season for a little bit while Jade had a, a overdue rest and went back to New Zealand to see his family for four weeks. So I, I got to know, you know, uh, the ins and outs of things, and then. Uh, I, I didn't really think I was I was keeping the job until the end of the season, working alongside Jade. And, and to be fair, I thought this season we're just going to do it as a duo. But he dropped the bombshell on the, I think it was on the way to Pool or wherever we were heading. And he went, oh, by the way, I was with Jamie, Jade and myself. And he said, by the way, I'm I'm stepping down. And I was like, you know, I, I, 
I really fancied the job as sort of, you know, as a duo or whatever. And you went, we found a replacement. I was like, oh, and you know, in the back of your mind, when you're like absolutely gutted, I was like, oh, that's a bit of a shame. You know, I, I really enjoyed me role and whatever. And you went, uh, he's in the car with, with you. And I was like, all right, okay then. So yeah, and, and but then then I had a winter of of learning. I've, I've got to keep my tongue sort of uh, firmly thing, but yeah, learning riders come, riders go, riders have signed, riders then on signed, and yeah, it's it's opened my eyes massively to sort of the the wonderful world of speedway as it was. Yeah, and the, the whole team building thing's a nightmare, isn't it, for, for a team manager? A bit like going to a Marrakesh bazaar in that you know, you're haggling away over price and contract details and stuff like that. And then and before you know it, that, that offer is taken away from you and you have to start again and, and move on to, to something else. Uh, tell us what it's like putting these teams together in the sort of stressful times, aren't they, in the close season? It, it's a bit, yeah, I'm sure other team managers or listeners will, will go through exactly the same thing. It's a, it's a bit, the, the easiest way of it's a bit of a hokey-cokey. You're, sort of, you're in, you're out, you're in again. You know, you, you've got your seven. I've, I've got a, we, we have a little bit of a joke, you know, I've got a little green book, which we started, um, the three of us putting the team together. And I'm not exaggerating, but there must be about 15 different teams in that green book of different riders because, we, you know, we, we wanted to tell them that we wanted to keep literally six of the seven riders from last season. Um, and unfortunately, you know, that just didn't happen for one reason or another. You know, we, we're still very much friends with, with all of them. But um, yeah, then we sort of, we, we got somebody in and then they got a better offer and out they went. And then we got somebody else in and out they went. And yeah, but to be fair, um, looking at it, um, the riders that, that did leave, I'm, I'm massively happy with the seven that I've got or the seven that we've got. Um, and, I, and I'm hoping, you know, that uh, injury, barring injuries or disasters, that we have a really good season. I think one of the signings of the season in the championship is Danny King. You know, getting Danny King in. Obviously, he was let go by Poole, their captain for the last couple of years, led them to back to back league and cup doubles. And then he's uh, allowed to leave. And now you've got him at uh, at Redcar. And I think that this is going to be massive because obviously Charles Wright's the captain, but you've got another personality there in the pits who's another captain who's going to lead on the track, but also off the track, spurring the boys on in the pits and, and, and all that kind of side too. Danny, Danny's massive to the club, honestly. Like really within the first sort of three or four weeks of, of signing him, um, you know, just his ideas, his mentality... Um, he's been there, done that, but he's, he's not on the way down. If you, if you listen to actually, I think it was on your podcast, you had Danny on. And if you listen to him, he's still as hungry as ever, you know. And um, it just happened on at Scunthorpe on um, Friday there when we got beat. He finished last in his in his last race in heat 13. Um, he was lying second and literally his tyre disintegrated. He had no middle to the left left of his tyre. In the last two laps, he started going backwards and he came in and he was like, he was going mad. And this is what I've, I've said to him. I've spoken to him today. I says, Danny, I would much rather you be like a grumpy, you know, a horrible grumpy man than coming in laughing and joking. It shows you care. 
and it shows you know you mean what you what you're doing and what you preach um and yeah li- literally uh, it, it's just the whole club um he brings everything that you know any any speedway rider should look at the likes of Danny King and that's what you want to you know that's what you want to be because as I say like in the pits we, we spoke about pit positions of where we put different riders you know we, we spoke we speak at length nearly nearly every other day or you know at least twice a week um and and we just hope and pray that he brings the the, the bit of luck because you do need a bit of luck but the luck and and also the professionalism he's had at pool that he, he brings it along um, and we we have sort of hopefully similar success. Another rider that you managed to hold on to from last year was Eric Riss. And uh, I know he was ne- not necessarily in your plans to begin with, but you managed to find a way to keep Eric uh, at Redcar for this season. A top-class rider, of course, but he's not quite been feeling himself lately. He's missed a couple of meetings, hasn't he? I know that uh, he's been on social media saying he's been over in Germany trying to get himself sorted out. What's the latest with Eric and what's the situation there? Yeah, Eric Eric is he, he was a big miss at Scunthorpe. Um, that that was a bit, a bit of a nightmare. Um, Charles Wright had also sort of declared himself unfit on Friday um, with COVID. Charles was really struggling. Um, and then I think I got a message about 11 o'clock at night from Eric saying that he, he's got what he describes as brain fog. He just can't concentrate. He rode at East Ipswich um, and felt really ill. So sort of Friday night at about 11, 11.30, all of a sudden, um, I was sort of two riders two riders down. I'd managed to get Justin Sedgman as a guest for Charles because obviously Charles's average with his shoulder problems is is lower than it really should be, to be fair. Um and then I woke woke up six o'clock on Saturday morning to a message from Charles saying, Gav, can you please give us a ring? And Charles said he wanted to declare himself fit. Oh, he he said he was ill. He he's got COVID, but he reckoned he could do a job for the team better than getting a guest in and also one for Eric. So that's that's how much Redcar means to Charles. Um we tried anyway, we ended up with Justin Sedgman, just had to swap to Eric but I've spoken to Eric today or I've got had a message from Eric today and he's had an MRI um, and a CT scan and they've shown nothing um, untowards with his head and um, they have found something um, somewhere else in his body which he has to have tests again for on Friday but um, he's just basically got some blood tests taken today he should get the results for them tomorrow um, but at the moment um it looks unlikely whether Eric will be with on Saturday, um, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but as I've said to Eric, look, at Speedway is the second, you know, your, your health and your well-being has got to be the most important thing. Um, and riding, the, as you, as your podcast says, you know, no breaks, no fear with with sort of brain fog just would not be good at all so let's uh, keep our fingers crossed for Eric that he makes a, a, a speedy and full recovery but at the moment yeah we're, we're basically in the lap of the uh, the gods as it was and in, in the doctors across in Germany well all the best to Eric and hopefully see him back in action very soon indeed and obviously there's a knock-on effect for Ipswich as well and that's the case uh, really across Speedway, isn't it? And and you as a team manager, are you 
pacing up and down while the Premiership sides are in action, or indeed the National League sides are in action, and checking the updates through uh, between your fingers or uh, or what? Because it must be nervous times, as making sure that your your prized assets come back in one piece from from wherever else they're racing. It, it is, Ian. You know, you know the the good the good old days. Obviously, I, I wasn't a teammate manager back then. Beg your pardon, but you you, you sort of you know you, you raced on a Friday night, and then you looked at your fixtures, and you didn't have a match until the next week or until the Wednesday, so you could just relax. You could just sort of you know not really think about you know the the team or whatever. Now, obviously, they're riding on Mondays and Thursdays. I've got Jake. And Connor, who are going to be riding in the under twenty four league in Poland, um, and and you just spend your life on Speedway updates, watching Speedway updates to see how they're doing, and you just dread the 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 dreaded F or FX next to a rider's name, and then it gets even worse if it's an FX and it's got a dash after it. You're, uh, yeah, it, it just. You know, people who think a team manager and the promoters, it's not just myself, just turn up on a night time and do their job and then go away, you know. And, and without saying too much, but, you know, I, I've stopped reading Speedway forums and things because people obviously always know best. You get your keyboard warriors, you know. There was there was one I'm, I'm not going to mention, but why didn't Charles have the tax sub ride on Friday at Scunthorpe? Gav made a big error. You know, actually, Charles, I was very lucky to get him to do five rides. He only was going to do four, and I managed to get do five. To do six was impossible, but the the two the the, the quick to jump on, aren't they? You know, the quick quick to jump in there when they haven't really got an idea as to what's going on. But I guess that's part and parcel of any sport, isn't it? You know, there's there's you know they pay their money, they've, they've you know they've got their views, so we've we've just got to take it, but. Easiest way is just not not to look at social media anymore. To be fair, it's it's definitely a downside sometimes, and I think people are very quick to to jump in there. Uh, people are always quicker to complain in any in anything in life. People are always quicker to kick off than they are to say, "Oh, you know that was good, well done." Um, but I think sometimes people come up with all sorts of theories and stuff like that, conspiracy theories almost sometimes about how something's happened or why something hasn't happened or why didn't this happen, why didn't that happen. This this is ridiculous. People get very, very offended very, very quickly. But I think usually if something hasn't happened or has happened, there's usually a reasonable explanation as to why that situation has come about and whatever action has been taken. That's right, Ian. You know, it's, it's again, it's sort of scumped up um, on Friday. We, you know, Danny, Danny had been... He'd been struggling for a bit of power, but you know he'd had three second places or whatever. I, I put him in as a tax sub. Um, he absolutely bust his guts, you know, for the team. And then in heat thirteen, he had, as I say, I think he was second at the time, and his back tire disintegrated, and he wondered why he went from second and they just passed him going down the straight. Well, if you've got no back tire, you've got no grip, you've got no traction, um, and then somebody on the on one of the forums is 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 slagging him off. Danny King's like he's dropped about three points or so far this season. Started like a train, but somebody straight away having a go. I reserve judgment on Danny King and that. And you're like, if you only if you only knew, do you know what I mean? It's like ah, it, it just frustrates you at times that you know we 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 all do these jobs. Like everybody at Red Car is a volunteer. 
You know, apart from obviously the riders who get their pay in, in Johnny the Trap Man, um, the rest of them were all volunteers and we, we, we do as best a job as we possibly can, you know, with, with what goes on. And then, as you say, without them without them knowing what's happening they're straight on having having a go or having a bit of this and that you know and it's just you know at the end of the day we've just got to get thicker skin haven't we <laughs> like a rhino uh, go easy folks everybody is trying really really hard to you know make speedway a better place in in many different levels and uh you know stick with it it's heading in the right direction as hopefully you can you can already start to see um so let's talk about red car bears then, Gavin. Uh, you, as I mentioned, have been picked out as one of the fancied teams this year because of the strength of that lineup that you've got, and it is very good. But who are you wary of as the red car manager in terms of the other teams that are in the Cab Direct Championship? Uh, who do you think is going to pose you the biggest threat? I, I would personally say um, I'm going to go from sort of one end of the country to the other. The, the two that I'm, I fear the most... I fear every opposition. We've got Birmingham on Saturday um, because the the mighty Middlesbrough Football Club are, are playing on the Friday, so we've had to meet um, change to a Saturday. Um, and Birmingham, are, are, I think they're to be you know tipped to finish one of the bottom sides. But I look at that side and I still think they've got real riders who could cause us problems. You know, the two reserves are both four point reserves. Now, you know that that to me doesn't doesn't say they, they've got to have eight eight rides you know so four points four point reserves is is really a luxury in this league at the moment I know that means sort of the middle order might not be as strong but the likes of Stefan Nielsen rides our place really well and I just look at their, their side and you, and you think you know I don't think there's an easy match but if I if I had to mention two I would I would probably say I, I most probably fear Glasgow and Poole probably one end of the country to the other end. Um, Pool, I just think the Cooks have got a lot more to offer. You know, that they've just been simmering lovely. You know, they came last year and they simmered and simmered. And I just think they're ready to explode as it was. You know, um, obviously with Richard Lawson um, and Steve Worrell, you, you know what you're going to get. Um, and I just think that reserve, Kyle, Kyle Newman, we had him last year. Absolutely loved having him. If Redcar wasn't six hours away from home and pool 10 minutes, I genuinely believe we would have had him back. Um, he loved his time at Redcar, but just obviously a family man as he is, works full time. Where would you rather, how how far would you rather travel to a home match? 10, 10 minutes or six hours, you know, so... Yeah, I think it, it, it speaks for itself. But Kyle, I kind of, you know, he came and he, he was so thankful because he'd, he'd sort of lost his love a bit. He'd had a, a bad injury at Oxford and he'd sort of, you know, he'd sort of fallen out of love with the sport. But um, we brought him back at Red Car and he started to love his speedway again. And I think he's he seems to have sort of uh, started the season and hit the ground running. So I think Poole, Poole definitely. And as I say, up the other end, Glasgow can never be... You know, with Klaus Wissen on a five-point average, um, Lee Compton at reserve will give hundred and ten percent. Never knows when he's beaten. You know, Bomber Harris back there. I think, yeah. If 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 I have to say, I would I would say Glasgow and Poole are the two that are that I would fear the most. Yeah, I think most people would go along with that. Um, Poole, of course, um, have to be considered. Um, 
contenders because they're back-to-back League and Cup champions. Glasgow, of course, have built a very strong side and a few changes this year. And uh, we'll see where we are, of course, at the business end of the season. But now it's BSN Series action in the Cab Direct Championship for yourselves. And uh, you host the Birmingham Brummies in what will be their first BSN Series encounter, their first uh, real competitive uh, encounter uh, after the the pre-season stuff, I suppose you'd say, for Birmingham. And a chance to hopefully now get on a run of of a few fixtures because the weather has has certainly uh, caused a few problems uh, for for Redcar. A couple of meetings have have fallen victim to the weather, uh, both home and away, haven't they, in in the early part of the season? I think what the, the main thing is, and I think every probably every track curator and the country is going through the same thing, it would be lovely to have the track prepared for racing rather than the track prepared for the weather. You know, it's it's like Johnny Johnny has done an amazing job with our track, but every time it's he's, he's preparing it to dry it out to be able to race on rather than preparing it for how we would like to race on it, if that makes sense. You know, and it would it would just be nice to sort of, you know, to be able to produce a bit of grip. You know, we, we love a bit of grip at the Echo Arena. You know, it, it's it's what we do. We, we you know, we, we grade after every four races because we've got a, a lot of dirt on, a lot of material on. But the last, you know, the Newcastle at home um, match and then the Berwick at home match, as I say, that it wasn't prepared how we would want it prepared for our guys. You know, it was prepared basically how it had to be prepared because of the weather. And I think probably every every track, every track man in the country is doing exactly the same at the moment. So it would just just be just be nice to get it. But as I say, we're lucky against um, Berwick. You know, it was called off on the Friday, then it was called off the Saturday up at Shieldfield. But we managed um, to quickly rearrange with the thanks of you know Gary at Berwick and in the. Courtney's etc to be able to run on the Sunday so at least at least we've had two home matches um so you know Birmingham I think are having their first match tomorrow um actually against Danny King's part of the Coventry um side so uh yeah we should really be firing a little bit more in theory but you know it never ever works that way in theory than than Birmingham we should be a little bit more match fit than than them but uh, as I say Speedways, it's a funny old game. It doesn't always work that way. Well, certainly Redcar have had have had more fixtures than than Birmingham anyway, because they will have had that uh, weather permitting that uh, select meeting against uh, that Coventry side, but. Certainly their match up at Redcar on Saturday will be their first meaningful encounter and certainly their first in the BSN series. Tell us about the importance of away form, though, because, you know, that's the thing that's really going to separate them out, isn't it, when it comes to it? It is, and, and you know what it is? I, I, I came away from Scunthorpe. It was a bit damage limitations from early on. Um, obviously, we'd, left, we'd lost Eric. You know, we had a half-fit Charles. Um, we had a guest in, which is, you know, and, and I, th- I thought Sedge actually, you know, did did everything he could be asked of him. But um, we were we were up against it from the beginning and no no excuses. Scunthorpe are excellent around their own circuit. You know, the, the, the team is is built, you know, to, to win at home and see what they can get away. Ryan Douglas is fantastic wherever he rides, you know. Um, and, I, and I think at the end, we were, I think we were 10 points down after he six. And we finished 10 points down. So we, we came away from there, although we we're disappointed. I, I don't think that many teams will lose by sort of less than we did at Scunthorpe. 
So, in, in, you know, at the end of the day, basically, I couldn't fault any of the riders for their effort. You know, they absolutely bust a gut. And that I said to them at the end of the day, like, Daniel ended up, I think, with two points. But you know what it is, in all four of his races, he was sort of there or thereabouts. He, he was in the mix. He just couldn't get on the inside line. And, and I said to him, Daniel, you know, you'll score eight points some night. And it'll be, you know, you, you won't have rode as well as you did today, you know. And, and they've got to take that that on board, you know. That sometimes the points don't justify the sort of work rate that they put in. And Scunthorpe was just one of those. But n- not taking away from Robin, you know, what they've done at Scunthorpe is they've built again. They've built a really good side, and especially one that is fantastic at the Eddie Rice Eddie Wright Raceway, you know. It is a fascinating year, and, and you look down the league, and, and obviously people have their own opinions, but the the lineups are, are, are strong across the board. Every side has got at least one or two strong heat leaders in there, experienced, well known names who have performed right at the you know the top levels of, of British Speedway. And another side to pick out would be, say, Plymouth, who've, who've added Kyle Howarth and Richie Worrell to a side that was already strong with Ben Barker and Paul Stark and Dan Jilks. You know, I think they're going to have another good season and be there or thereabouts. Ah, oh, massively. I think you know you, you look at their top three. You know, you look at you look at Bar- Barker, Howarth, and Worrell on the day. All three of them are, you know, they, they can go through a card von a unbeaten. You know, and as you say, you, you've got Stark, Stark there as well. You know, that they, they've they've got to have one of the the strongest sort of top threes in the league, with without doubt. Um, it's just whether the sort of your Ben Ben Trigger can can make that step up from the conference or the National Development League. Beg your pardon, show me age. Um, you know. But I, I can see, I know there's been a little bit of sort of, you know, to and fro about should they have allowed the young Australians into it and stuff. But you've got to look at, basically, it's it's like a stepping stone. And the problem was the step from the development league to the championship was huge. And then the step from the championship to the Premier League wasn't very big at all. And what we need to do is we need to even those steps out. So it's a natural pro- progression. Um and I think by strengthening the development league, even though it might mean that the odd, you know, I guess if I was one of them English riders who was out of a job, I would be complaining as well. But it's about, it'll hopefully bring the sport on and it'll bring you, your Luke Harrison's, you know, and your McGurk's and people like that. If they're racing against better opposition, when they do make the jump into the championship, they're, ho- they're hopefully a little bit more prepared. We, we sort of seen it with Harry McGurk last year, didn't we? In, in the development league, he was very good, but he made the step into the championship with Plymouth, and he was—he'll he, admit he was—he was out of his depth, you know. And in that that step was too big to make, and hopefully by, as I say, strengthening up the um, development league, it'll mean when riders do make that step, they, you know, it, it's not as big of a one, and hopefully the, the you know, they don't sink. They, they can manage to swim when they get there. And that's what we all want to see, isn't it? Those those lads pro- progressing through the ranks and, and making it all the way to the very top. The likes of uh, Robert Lambert, Dan Bewley have shown that you can do that and uh, we want more of that and that is certainly the plan. Um, Gavin, it's been great speaking with you. Thanks for uh, joining us to, to share some of your thoughts and also to look ahead to that fixture. Good luck for uh, Saturday. Uh, you can watch live on BSN, but of course you can be there in person as well. I always say Redcar 
delivers some fantastic racing. If, you, if you've not been, if you happen to be in the area for whatever reason, get yourself down to uh, to the Echo Arena um, in Middlesbrough, near to uh, not far from the, 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 the football ground, actually. So if you're taking some football in, why not stay over and, and take in the football and watch some top speedway racing as well between uh, the Red Car Bears and the Birmingham Brummies in the BSN series on Saturday and tapes up at 7.30. Fantastic, Ian. Thanks thanks very much for having us on. It's been a pleasure. Um, as I say, I'll see you on Saturday, hopefully. The, the weather forecast, we're not allowed to wear, mention weather forecast. It's a big bit a big no-no with Jade. But anyway, the weather the weather, the weather, the weather forecast looks with a, a nice bit of sunshine in the sky for all day on Saturday. So, yeah, if you had a loose end and if, you know, if you fancy a bit of speedway, get yourselves along to the Echo Arena, and I'll I'll guarantee you'll see some, as you will see, you'll you'll see some class racing, uh, whatever the result. Absolutely right, and uh, looking forward to it on Saturday, Red Car versus Birmingham, and of course, uh, plenty of fixtures at the Echo Arena to take in through the course of the year ahead. Thanks very much, Gavin Parr. Brilliant, Ian. Thanks a million, Pav. Well, coming up in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear, we have Gavin Parr's opposite number, Lawrence Rogers, the team manager at the Birmingham Brummies, to look ahead to uh, that fixture this coming weekend and talk about life for the Brummies heading into 2023 season. And we'll also uh, hear from Chris Harris, who was involved in that Glasgow v Edinburgh derby at the weekend. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. In this final part, then, we're just going to talk about a few matters in the Cab Direct Championship because there's a few fixtures coming up over the next few days. Um, we've been talking to Gavin Parr, the team manager at the Red Car Bears. Let's hear from his opposite number now and just spend a little time focusing on the Birmingham Brummies. Lawrence Rogers is the team boss of the Brummies and he's been speaking with Ryan Guest. Lawrence Rogers, Birmingham's 2023 campaign gets underway this Wednesday. A home fixture at Perry Bar against a Coventry BC select side and a, a nice way to get bedded into the campaign. Oh, very much so. It gives the boys a bit of uh, paid practice, if you like. You know, we've got a good bit of competition. Keeps the Coventry name going, which is good because naturally they want to be way back at Brandon. So uh, we're looking forward to a great night. Yeah, press day uh, Perry Bar last week as well. Uh, six of the team members uh, got together. We'll come on to uh, why there was no seventh shortly. But uh, the, the six who did get together, a, a good camaraderie and a, a good early spirit shown. Amazing. They all got on so well together. You know, they, we went for a meal together. They all sat there. Uh, we had the meet the riders and they were all there. But, you know, there's a good spirit already. The Meet the Riders night as well, speaking to some of the boys, uh, certainly plenty of determination and uh, a great attitude shown early doors. Yeah, great attitude. You know, we've been written off by a lot of the uh, so-called experts, which is great underestimators, please. We've got a side that, uh, you know, Nick's going to be uh, up there in the 10-point thing, but we've got riders who can improve their averages. Yeah, I think Nick Morris also said on stage as well about he's only used to being in uh, in teams involved in, in silverware hunts in, in the championship in the second tier in particular as well. And as you said, uh, being written off by, by a lot of people, not given a, a chance at the playoffs as, as well, it seems. But that's something you, you want to try and use to your advantage. Oh, very much, yeah. You know, uh, as I said, underestimates your peril because we've got a team that can make the uh, playoffs this year. 
We mentioned uh, no seventh uh, member at the press day. That was because uh, an incident with, with James Wright on his uh, on his first meeting of the season the, the night before at Plymouth. Just talk us through what happened. Yes, he had a, a great first part of the Paul Stark um, testimony. He got 11 points at 12, only beaten by Richie Worrell. He went in the top scorer's race. Unfortunately, hit the fence on the back straight and uh, injured his shoulder. I know we went for, for x-rays as well. It was confirmed that, that, that nothing was, was broken as such. What's, uh, what's the latest with James? He has got to go see the shoulder X, uh, specialist on the 17th now. That will determine you know, if he has to have any more work on it or whether or not uh, they're going to give him a time schedule then to be back on track. A bit of a, well, more than a bit of a blow as well because I know you'd introduced him into the team on, on the average. He comes in as a, a, a third heat leader as such behind Nick Morris and Justin Sedgman and, and certainly someone, someone hard to replace even in the short term oh very much so on a 5.5 on average you know right is worth a lot more than that he's an ace in the hole because you know he would have been a genuine third heat leader so short term short term we're using right replacement first of all uh, against Coventry and then we bring in uh, Zach Cook as a guest at Redcar on Saturday and just a, a quick look ahead to, to Redcar as well obviously they've built a, a very strong side and uh, put in a, a dominant performance against Berwick first time out they are, you know, they've got three good hit leaders in there, but uh, anyone's there to be beaten. Lawrence Rogers, the team manager of the Birmingham Brummies, with a bit of advanced team news there that uh, James Wright out and Zach Cook will be in for that clash on uh, Saturday at Redcar um, because of the ongoing injury with James Wright. Now, someone else who comes into the Birmingham Brummies team for the first time in a long time is Ty Proctor, who's uh, coming back into Speedway, was with the Berwick Bandits for a period last year until, of course, he was injured. And actually, at one point, he rode for the Redcar Bears early on in his career, I think uh, right at the very start of his career, a couple of seasons with the Redcar Bears in 2008 and 2009. Nine, and that's the place he's going to be beginning life with the Birmingham Brummies in 2023. He was speaking to Ryan Guest at the uh, press day for the Birmingham Brummies earlier this week. It wasn't in my plans at the beginning, and uh, fortunate, fortunately, uh, the Bates family, the Iron Shepherd and Lester, I work for them also, and they've, uh, them and Lawrence had a chat, and uh, I uh, said to Lawrence, I knew he was struggling to find a rider, and that it could all work out, to be fair, so uh, here I am. Not the first time Birmingham Messiah tried to sign you in, No, not over the years, no. It's been um, three or four times, I think, but last year we were very close and uh, just with work, I, I felt going to Berwick would have been a better option, but uh, hindsight's a wonderful thing, and here I am. Yeah, um, and as you've said, uh, you've obviously put a lot of emphasis on, on your full-time career and, and job as well. That, that's what pays the bills at the end of the day. And now that's stable, now you've got the backing of, of your bosses in, in the boats as well. Hopefully this year you can come and race Speedway again for, for the enjoyment factor. Because I know speaking to you a lot over the past few years, that's something that you kind of dwindled away from it bit by bit. Yeah, for uh, a lot of people don't probably understand it, but uh, to get a visa to live here permanently and, uh, and like set my life up for after Speedway, obviously I rode here for a long time and um, you know didn't really have a lot at the end of it. And come COVID, I realised that you know I need a life after Speedway. So just like everyone in this room, I, I go to work uh, five days a week, and um, you know. I, I just want to come and ride my bike to enjoy it more than anything. Last year at Berwick, I, I was enjoying it and I got injured and then due to the visa, I had to earn a certain amount of money. Like, so uh, 
sitting on the couch injured, didn't pay the bills and uh, it, it meant I wasn't going to get a visa so I, I sat out the rest of the year and now with all that in place I can really focus on like the, the end of my career basically and uh, want to do it for fun and, and, uh, and get, back to, get back to kind of a level where I was at and I, I don't think it will take too long and I've got a lot of good things in place moving forward so uh, yeah, it's just going to be a balancing act to begin with but I, I think it's possible. We'll talk about the on-track things and side of things in a short while. We've just mentioned there are a lot of good things in place as well. And I know when you first approached Birmingham when they were struggling to, to get that seventh rider, uh, you were honest with them. You said you, you might need a little time to, to make sure it was definitely what you wanted. And for about four or five weeks, a period of, of changing your lifestyle to, to get back into it and making sure it, it was what you wanted to do and that you could do it. Yeah, yeah, like for sure, if, if it was a weekend club, I, I could accommodate it, but I had to make sure that everything was in place, and uh, we, we've kind of done that, and, um, you know, I've got mechanics that are going to build my bikes in the Bickleys, and, and they're going to travel down, and funny how things work out, like I'm based in Sheffield, but now from here on out, I'll be working away in Preston, so it kind of works in kind of good, it's not as far as from Sheffield to come on a Wednesday night, and... Uh, yeah, I, I just think uh, after a pretty long, decent career, at the end of it, there wasn't a lot of money in the bank and, uh, you know, I can't just do this forever and, and then finish my career and not have anything. So, uh, yeah, I've put things in place and, and potentially moving forward, uh, I could get a supervisor's role and uh, focus more on Speedway and, and still have that job as well. Yeah, uh, looking at the racing for 2023, I know it was obviously something that the management and promotion putting things into place uh, took a big note of, your four-point starting average. And I know when we spoke, uh, when, when it was uh, announced that you were going to be coming back, you said even looking at your performances for, for Berwick before you did get injured, you, you were surprised it, it was that lower figure. Yeah, I was getting paid nine with Bomber, like nearly every home meeting, and then at the end of the season all of a sudden I've got a four point average and I genuinely couldn't believe it so uh, you know it's just a number at the end of the day I, I don't want to be at reserve I, I want to be in the main body it's the first time pretty much in my whole career I've been at reserve so it's, it's quite strange to be fair and um, you know it's just a number and at the end of the day I, I get to pull behind the tapes and drop the clutch and it is what it is. There's Ty Proctor, one of the new signings for the Birmingham Brummies, and thanks to the Birmingham Speedway Supporters Club for uh, getting us that audio of the chat with uh, Ty Proctor, and he'll line up for the Brummies on Saturday as the Red Car Bears take on Birmingham Brummies in the BSN series, which uh, is also live on BSN itself, uh, starting at 7 o'clock, tapes up 7.30. Now, Glasgow took both match and aggregate points after overcoming rivals Edinburgh, 51 139 in a feisty BSN series encounter at Ashfield. The Monarchs were competitive throughout, only four points down after Heat 8, but back-to-back maximums for the home side put them in charge of the contest. Chris Harris top-scored for the Tigers with 12 plus one bonus. Klaus Vissing also marking his return to Ashfield with double figures as he collected 10. The visitors well served by their top two. Former Tiger Craig Cook scoring 12 plus one and skipper Josh Pickering with 11 plus one, but they lacked perhaps a bit of strength in the lower order. Let's hear from that top-scoring Tiger then. Chris Harris has been having a chat again with Ryan Guest. Well, Chris Harris uh, back in Glasgow Colours for, for the first time over the weekend and uh, always a, a tasty way to, to get things started with that derby against the Edinburgh Monarchs. Yeah, it is. Um, obviously, we always know it's going to be... Uh, 
feisty, but yeah, it was um, yeah, it was good. Good two meetings under my belt for for them again, and hopefully I can continue that for in that form for the whole season. Yeah, looking at the first meeting at Armadale, obviously it's always a, a tough track to go to. No, no matter what's the lineup the the Monarchs have got, and it it was certainly a nip and tuck uh, throughout. It seemed. Yeah, we kept we kept pushing and, and that. So um, yeah, it was to lose by what we did. I think was a very good performance for the team um you know I, i've had some hit and miss meetings there but i'm glad i had a good one this time and yeah everything worked and then yeah yesterday you know, glasgow home was, was good meeting as well yeah i was going to say i know the tigers were always confident uh, of turning things around on, on home shale as well and uh, they they certainly kept you honest for the first half of the meeting but glasgow seemed to, to grow into the fixture as it went on yeah it did we yeah they was close nicking top but um i think with the incident with craig and, and ben sort of swung it when we got that that 5-1 and it sort of we managed to build uh, momentum there and keep it going but uh, yeah up to that it was a pretty close meeting um, and it was yeah it was good to get the win and the and the, po- the extra aggregate point or whatever it is yeah you, you mentioned obviously the, the incident with, with Craig and Ben I know you weren't as directly involved obviously but nevertheless we, we, we've seen a, a few of these uh, early doors and it, it certainly certainly got people talking yeah which obviously the thing is and obviously one at Sheffield as well didn't one of our riders so uh, yeah it, you know as long as you, know, you don't want to see nobody get hurt and dangerous riding but you know a bit of aggro like that off track spices it a bit up for the return legs and uh, you know gives it talking doesn't it so um, yeah it, back in the old days it was always like that after a meet race so it was uh, yeah it's good to see yeah and the fixtures coming around uh, thick and fast for, for Glasgow and the, there's a lot of high hopes up, up, up in uh, up in Glasgow this year yeah they want to win um, everything, and as always and they want to um, you know everything we go in we want to make sure we win so uh We'll see how it goes, though. Chris Bomber-Harris chatting to Ryan Guest there. That uh, pretty much brings us up to date and we'll finish off by looking at the fixtures ahead at championship level and in the BSN series on Wednesday uh, we're due to have the Oxford Cheetahs versus the Plymouth Gladiators. That will be a 7.30 start time at Cowley and then that challenge that we're just hearing about as well between the Birmingham Brummies and a Coventry select side which will of course feature Chris Harris in that as part of that Coventry line up and some other big names also involved such as Danny King, Adam Roynan's also riding as well uh, and uh, that gets underway uh, 8 o'clock the start time at Perry Bar for that one and then we're into Cab Direct Championship action on Friday, the Scunthorpe Scorpions uh, hosting the Oxford Cheetahs in the league 7.30 tapes up at the Eddie Wright Raceway and we've got BSN Series action across the weekend as well Friday it's Glasgow Tigers versus the Berwick Bandits at 7.30 in the Scottish group and then they've got the return leg of that at Shieldfield uh, on Saturday at 7 uh, so that's uh, the Bandits versus the Tigers and um, at 7.30 at Redcar as we've mentioned already a few times uh, Redcar Bears versus the Birmingham Brummies and that fixture live on BSN um, then the BSN series is back next Tuesday as the Plymouth Gladiators are in action in their southern group against the Oxford Cheetahs at the Coliseum. That will then be the first um, actual BSN series action for Plymouth at home because they've not actually uh, held a fixture just yet at home. Uh, rained off this week and hopefully uh, better weather for next week is the forecast, fingers crossed. Um, and then the other thing to mention, we've got the Oxford versus Swindon Robins challenge match. Uh, great to see the Swindon Robins back. That's next Wednesday, 19th of April, Oxford versus Swindon. The rerun of that one, 7.30 at Cowley. 
Uh, we'll be back with you next week, of course, for the next episode of No Breaks, No Fear. It'll be out on Wednesday. Uh, looking ahead to that Wednesday, there's going to be fixtures in the BSN series, Birmingham versus Scunthorpe and the Pool Pirates versus the Plymouth Gladiators next Wednesday. Uh, but we'll have all the reaction of the various fixtures between now and then, and we'll bring that to you available next Wednesday, all being well. Have a good week. Fingers crossed that the weather is about to get better. And... Uh, Amen to that. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks to everybody who's contributed to the uh, podcast this week, not least uh, Ryan Guest, Mike Boswell, Dave Rowe, and uh, and everyone else who's uh, been able to uh, help us out with uh, bringing this to you. We'll be back next week, and have a great week in Speedway, wherever you're headed. Take care. See you next time. No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Podcast Network.